Hello, and welcome to and or back to the Jet Real Podcast. I'm your host, Jill Treese, and this week's episode is going to be different from the last couple of weeks where I've been answering a ton of training questions. Um, this week, I just kind of want to talk about some things that have been going on in my life, and maybe you guys can relate and uh, help me feel less alone <laughs> and also help you feel less alone. Um, I don't know. I kind of just, I've got a lot on my mind that I want to say, so let's just jump into it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I, I, in all honesty, I do have some emails sitting in my inbox. And to be honest, I'm not entirely sure what to do at this juncture because I'm torn because I want to help people with their horses. I want to help people um, learn how to use positive reinforcement and be successful and create a relationship with their horses um, that they want, you know, and um, that's been the whole goal of why I started this podcast. Um, obviously, money, but also um, it's not the most lucrative thing in the world. So, um, yeah, I really, really am into that. Um, I just, I don't know. My brain is like, oh, it's running a million miles a minute. I, <laughs> I guess I should start. Um, the um, past couple of days, I went to Texarkana which I hear is COVID country these days. Um, but if you don't know what the hell that is, because <laughs> you're not from the South, it is like the state line between Arkansas and Texas. And there's a town in Arkansas and a town in Texas called Texarkana. So um, my best friend um, just recently moved there, which sucks. I hate you for that, Addie. That was so rude. Um, <laughs> but anyway, it's only an hour and a half away, so it's not too bad. But I, I wanted to go visit her and we're in the same classes for our master master's program so um, we worked on a paper together but um, in being away I really really realized how like overstressed I am Um, I don't think I have ever been as busy as I am right now like in my entire 21 going on 22 years of existing I've never been this busy in my life like I've always been like oh yeah I'm busy I have YouTube and Instagram and school blah 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 but it's never been quite to um the level it is now and when I was away like um you know we like went out shopping and whatever and uh we got back and I was exhausted and I was like I want to take a nap she was like dope me too um so I tried to take a nap um and she passed out instantly and um, I sat there <laughs> for the entire like 40 minutes that we set a timer for a nap. Um, it, I, just my brain running a million miles an hour planning, thinking, what am I missing? What do I have to do? Um, 
and I've talked, sorry, that was a burp. <laughs> I've talked a little bit in the past, I think, and maybe most, one of the most recent episodes, I talked about um, my hypothesis <laughs> that I have ADHD. I am getting tested on Tuesday, I think. I don't know. I was supposed to go to an appointment, and then they were like, oh, well, we have to refer you. And I was like, well, <laughs> why? You knew why I was coming in here. Why? Would, okay. Anyway, so, um, yeah, so I went, and now I have another appointment next week and um, I, to get tested. But they said it's like 30 minutes, and I was like, mm, that doesn't sound right. I feel like to do a proper assessment, it'd probably take longer than that. So I'll probably get referred again or have to come back. Uh, which is frustrating and I'm jumping through hoops and I feel like I am absolutely drowning and I don't have time for all these appointments, but have to make time. Um, but yeah, so like the whole time I was sitting there just like thinking because I, because of the ADHD, the forgetfulness is pretty, pretty up there. Um, I remember growing up, I just got yelled at all the time (laughs) and no fault to my parents, obviously, obviously that would be super annoying for them. Um, but like when I would get asked to do the dishwasher, I have a whole thing about the dishwasher. Really don't like it. There's an aversion to that. Um, probably because that was my one like household chore that I had to do. Well, not one, but like one, the main one that I had to do. Just hated doing the dishwasher. So maybe there was some aversion that played a role in that. But like I would just always forget and I would get in so much trouble. And I get it. That's annoying. You asked me to do something. I said I would and then I didn't. Um, and then there's the element of I didn't like to, and every time I was asked to, I would complain. So, you know, I just got in trouble a lot, but, um, you know, that's just one of many examples. I feel like I'm always upsetting and disappointing people because I just forget to do shit and it drives me insane. And I like you guys, oh my God, the list that I have sitting next to me of things that I have to do, the volume on this bus is astronomical. (laughs) Like it's so much. And like every time I think of another thing, I try to write it down, but then I like, sometimes I'll forget to write it down. And it's just like, it's like the worst level of forgetfulness ever. And it's so frustrating because I have way too many things that I'm trying to juggle right now. And that is making it worse. And just like, it's just the stress is really overwhelming. And the reason that I'm talking about this is not to seek pity and be like, everybody listen to how hard my life is. I have it better than most people. I think we can all agree on that. I live on a beautiful horse farm in a house and get to have my horse right off my front porch and I have the privilege of pursuing higher education and having access to being able to do things like this I am very grateful for my position however it is so much sometimes and I think I don't know people always ask me about time management and um how to handle everything all at once and I don't know that I have any super solid advice on that and I've talked about it before but I think sometimes it's enough just to hear that other people are having a really similar struggle um I just read a few emails um that I don't think I've had time to respond to yet um because like the truth is if you send me an email well now I would really prefer that not be the case because um I don't have time and I I just, I hate it sitting in my inbox without me answering it. And I'm trying to be fair to everyone. And now that I've set the rule, I have to. So hopefully, I don't know. I just, I hope you guys don't get upset if I send you back an email and I'm like, okay, I would love to answer your question, but I, I don't know how to word, I can't answer it unless you pay me. That just feels so shitty. But like, I, like, I don't, I don't know how to convey the amount of 
pressure I'm under right now because like I've had a lot of problems with my car. We had to get the engine replaced. There was a a recall on my car's engine. So um, I had to take that in and I had to get a courtesy car and that was a whole driving back and forth and back and forth and back and forth ordeal. And then I tried to go to Texarkana for like a little relax a little bit. And the whole time there, I was there. I mean, like I was enjoying my time. Yes. And missed my friend. But at the same time, I was like, holy shit, I have so much to do. I cannot wait to get back and knock it all out. But like, the thing is, <laughs> it's, it's not, like after I knock it all out, it all comes back. Um, and that's what's really, I don't know if I'm like speaking linearly at all. Please just <laughs> follow along maybe. Um, but it is, it's just really, really draining me at the moment and I don't know if I can keep up two podcasts a week which makes me so stressed because I just started it (laughs) and like now that I I don't want to go back on it but at the same time I I don't think I can like I really don't think I I can do it because um let me just explain my situation right now so if you don't know I am pursuing my master's of clinical mental health counseling and um I've really been struggling with the textbook because it's online and um it, it just like I tried so many different techniques. I tried taking notes. I tried reading it, but it was like I just could not get my brain to read what was on the page. And I would try for hours. And, you know, like I am just about at my wit's end with people around me being like, you've just never had to study. And I'm like, you're not understanding that when I look at the page, I'm not reading it. I'm star- I know how to read. I'm not illiterate, but it's not happening. It's like my brain is firing on all cylinders at all times, and I can't stop it. And, um, you know, I have a therapist whom I love and cherish, and she is has helped me in so many, many ways. But everybody has different views on, um, you know, DSM and mental health things. And, um, you know, her view on ADHD is that it's overdiagnosed and it's not really a thing. It's just a different way of thinking and you have to learn to deal with it. And I think that is true to some extent. I definitely, I mean, I don't want to put it out there that like, um, you know, you can't be helped with just CBT. I think that's absolutely possible. It's just, um, I feel like I'm struggling a lot and I'm drowning and I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to. You know, I, I mean, I've read all sorts of study techniques. I apply them and I take notes well. I know how to. I know how to read a textbook. But I just, like, for some reason just cannot concentrate on it. And it's material that I'm interested in and it's really frustrating and I feel stupid and I hate it. And... um it just, it makes me feel really bad. And so (laughs) my natural tendency is to fix the issue and stop feeling that way because nobody likes to feel stupid. Um, So I'm like, okay, I I need to figure out a solution. And I've tried holistic. I have tried um, like candles and like using a specific smell for when I study. I have tried chewing gum. I have tried taking notes. I have... um, At one point, I was having Siri um, read me the book, and I was, um, like, doing, like, crocheting. I I don't know what the hell you call that. Some sort of knitting um, or not tying of, like, friendship bracelets that I used to make all the time. It was just something – it gave me something to do with my hands. Um, Because uh, I know that multitasking is actually not physically possible, but for some reason, if I can be – it's, it's a lot healthier for me, I think. Um, it helps me focus if I can be doing something like that um, that's preoccupying the movement aspect. 
and that's kind of mindless and I don't really have to pay attention to it. It's kind of like driving and listening to a podcast, like you're doing two things at once. I find that I'm a lot better at paying attention to a podcast when I'm doing something else, like cleaning my house that doesn't require any thought on my part. You know, you just sweep (laughs) or vacuum or mop or whatever. Um, But this is so all over the place. Oh my God. Anyway. um, But now I've started listening to it and I usually have to listen to it with headphones in because I'll tune it out if I don't. And um, then drawing, which has really been helping because I used to do that all the time. I used to watch movies and draw. Now I don't have time to watch TV. What is Netflix? I don't, I don't know. Um, So it's just like, I don't know. I've just really been struggling with that. So my homework is taking way longer than it should. And it's really, really demoralizing. And because I know I'm a smart person, I know that I can handle it. I know that I am capable. Truly, I do. But for some reason, I am just failing miserably. And it is just really taking its toll on me. And um, I, the whole time I was in Texarkana, I didn't have any time to work on that like work on my chapters or anything like that so I'm I feel super behind it's due on the second today is the 25th so I'm like oh my god oh that's dope wait no okay god I was like oh podcast goes up today no it goes up on Fridays oh my god I can't even keep it all straight um so and again I'm really not trying to be depressing I just I kind of feel like I need to vent this and I think that it might be helpful to some degree um again not pity seeking here um it's, I mean, I'll, I'll get through it. It's fine. And, um, it's actually super, super nice to be so busy. I feel really fulfilled and I'm excited every day. I'm like, I have so much to do. Like I've not just like the past summers when I've taken undergrad summer courses, which is a whole nother issue that I have to get into soon, um, in this episode. (laughs) But, um, yeah, it's just, they've all been so easy. So, um, you know, you just read a little bit and then do some online quizzes and whatnot, and then you're done. But this one is just a lot more intensive. Um, so it's nice because I don't find myself just dicking around all the time. Like I actually have things to do, but at the same time, it's very stressful and I'm finding a really hard, I'm finding it really hard to take time for myself. Um, like I was saying the other day, I mean, I tried to take a nap and I couldn't because I was planning the, for 40 minutes, just sitting on a couch with my eyes closed, just planning and mind racing back and forth and every time because I always I've had a lot of problems with sleep too um and insomnia um that primarily started after I hit my head I used to be able to just like fall asleep face first on the desk (laughs) in school I used to do that all the time but um when I moved out here I fell off and got a concussion um it wasn't even a bad concussion which is like it was like they were like we're not sure but probably (laughs) and I was like okay um so I don't know why it just totally like messed me up sleep wise so bad. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's annoying. So, um, (laughs) I've totally forgot where I was going with that. I don't know. It's just like, I, I, oh, I was saying that I normally use a lot of like breathing techniques and like focus on my breathing, like in and out and in and out and in and out. And eventually I get bored. But the problem is focusing on that is so hard. Like, because people, you know, they're like count sheep or count to 10 to give your brain something boring to focus on. So you'll fall asleep. The thing is that I learned about myself. Fun fact, I can count and think about other things at the same time and keep count. That is a problem when you are trying to use that as a method to make your brain stop. So, um, 
yeah, I don't know. It's just like that wasn't even working then. It's just like it's too important for me to just <laughs> brush off, it feels like. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's really frustrating because, I, like I said, I've got the school problem that I'm dealing with. And then, um, you know, I also want to have somewhat of a life, but um, <laughs> I don't have time. Like the whole time I was in Texarkana, I had a good time, but I just, I felt so guilty because I wasn't doing the things that I wanted to, or I needed to do. And um, it's just, it's so frustrating. <laughs> and um Oh, what else was my point that, um, it's just, it's just a lot. I've got this podcast that I'm heavily debating moving back to just on Tuesdays. Um, that way I can really make sure that it's not a last minute kind of episode. Like, I don't know if you can tell, but I didn't really prepare for this one. Um, I just kind of like really needed to get a lot of stuff off my chest, I guess. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, I've got the podcast and then, um, there's, um, this documentary, um, cause I know we've all seen the Buck Branneman documentary and all the Pirelli stuff and like everybody, they always interview those trainers, the natural horsemanship, Clinton Anderson type people. And I don't know if you've gotten from the vibe of my podcast. It's not really how I roll. I don't agree with those training methods. Um, and so in doing positive reinforcement, they're making this documentary. Um, it's the restart project. It's like plus R restart project um i forget what exactly their website is but i'm sure if you just looked up the restart um it might be program restart program i can't remember i'm frazzled um but um i've been having to this interview that i had to do for them was the most difficult thing for me in the world for some reason because i'm so used to just filming and talking off the cuff and um you know if i ever do have any planned things to say it's like bullet points in the back of my head but this one i filmed that interview and it's like 10 questions long i refilmed the interview like eight times and i i wish i was kidding um i filmed it actually last year like this time last year and never edited it and then i got you know went through a depressive episode this fall pretty much through the spring and finally came out of it and i was like i'm ready to do this again refilmed it and i just i was like i'm stuttering so much I, i'm like i don't know what to say like and it just I didn't have my thoughts together so I took the time wrote it all out explained like everything but then it was the challenge of trying to remember (laughs) everything that I wanted to say and um and I can't cut it together you know it's not my video and that's what I'm used to but they wanted just like kind of each clip of me talking so they can cut it themselves um so it's not so spliced up that they can't even do anything with it you know they just would have to post it as is um so yeah that was just a whole thing I finally finished that and I've got all my footage together which has taken so long to find all of the footage that um I think would be good for them to show and now I want to get some footage of me working with the baby horses so that's something else that's like in the back of my mind that I have to do And then, obviously, I have Instagram posting every single day, which is really frustrating because my Instagram, like, I'm, I feel like I lose 100 followers every week. Um, And I'm sure some of that has to do with, um, I posted in support of BLM. I don't know if you know that or not. Um, But that is a topic that I have been avoiding on the podcast. But it's something that I am passionate about that I think everybody should be treated equally, especially those voices that have been um, silenced deserve to be heard. And that may mean listening to them more than others um, 
more right now. And I think that's okay. Um, but apparently a lot of people did not. And I got unfollowed as a result. But I think it is important, especially in the equine industry. It's predominantly white. We can all say it. <laughs> like, that is a known fact. And um, just listening to the stories and experiences and how people of color feel in the horse industry was just so sad to me. Like just feeling like you're a circus every time you go to a horse show because people are pointing and staring and saying just unspeakable things and, um, you know, or coming from a lower income area and not being able to afford the best riding clothes and stuff. Even if you're not a person of color, you know how that feels. You get judged. It's an elitist sport. There's no, there's no hiding that. Um, so it's, I don't know. It just, it really hit me how hard that must be. And, um, you know, there is, it's just, it's so disappointing that that's where our industry has gone. And I think that we just need to support, you know, the people that are often not supported. And this is, I'm not a political person. I have never used my platforms to talk about politics or anything like that. And frankly, like, I get it's my civic duty. Um, but like, I really don't, I'm not like super emblazoned by, um, like left or right or middle, honestly. Um, it's just, it's not my favorite thing in the world. I think a lot of the issues are super important and I have my stances on them that I choose not to share with the internet because I don't really know that it's anybody's business, but my own. Um, but I feel like I'm a very like middle of the road type of person. Um, but my primary concern, especially as somebody who's going into the mental health field, I want to help people and I want to be there for people and I want to support them no matter what they look like, no matter where they come from. And I think that sometimes that means you have to, um, you know, you have to listen to how hard it's been. And um, I didn't really know I was going to end up talking about this, but I really think it's important and I've been avoiding it because I've been scared. But I think it's important and um, it needs to be said that, um, you know, just our our industry needs to see a change. Um, but and the thing is, like, I know a lot of people um tend to focus on all of the bad things that are happening, like the the rioting and the looting and things of that nature. And I have my views on that and why it's happening. And I have, believe it or not, empathy and compassion for it. Um, and um, I get where it comes from. It comes from a place of hurt and um, not feeling heard. Um, and, you know, I mean, like, obviously, I wouldn't want to hurt anybody's business. But at the same time, like, you can understand people's behavior and not condone it, you know, like, just like with people that train, um, differently than I do, like, just because I can understand where they're coming from, why they do it and have empathy for it and not be so quick to judge or label or say that they're horrible people. Um, you know, I, I can still be like, yeah, I wouldn't do it. You know, <laughs> I'm not going to burn down a building or anything like that, but I, I understand it. And I think that we're very quick to make snap judgments and um, label people um, without looking at the whole picture. And I mean, that's just my perspective, but um, I think it's more of a humanitarian issue that we need to pay attention to more so than the politics, especially in the horse world. It's not political. I mean, it is, I mean, it's political within its people, but not in terms of like nationwide politics and stuff like that. But I think that, um, 
I think it, th- there needs to be an attitude change because I have definitely been to shows and it's no secret that people that look different than every other, you know, normal, quote unquote, normal equestrian there. If you're not in Picure breeches and or tailored sportsman breeches or the most expensive Sam Shield on the market, you know, you get looked at funny. And I like even being white have felt that pressure because, you know, I come from a middle class family I'm privileged beyond (laughs) I'm beyond privileged and I'm very grateful for all that I have and um, I've had a lot of opportunities but a lot of that has been because of sponsorships and work and the expensive stuff that I have I have either worked for and saved for or um, you know uh, gotten from sponsorships which I was so fortunate to be given the platform to do so but a lot of people don't have that opportunity and to judge someone because of um, the clothes they can afford or because of what they look like when we're all just trying to fucking enjoy horses. Like, it's so gross. It's just, it's, 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 I mean, ignorant, not in the like, you're so stupid. How could you be like that? But in just, you lack knowledge. You don't understand the situation. And frankly, until this whole movement started, I did not even realize the severity of it. It was kind of just like, ah, it's bad. I don't want to hear it. Like, but you, you have to, you can, I mean, like, I, I think that there's a healthy balance between, um, not suffering mentally from just being like swamped by negative information all the time. And, um, also staying informed and listening to people explain their struggle and ways that you have impacted them and the ways that you have contributed to the issue I was contributing in ways I didn't even understand, Um, you know, and simply being able to, you know, turn my phone off and not look at everything that people were saying is a privilege because I'm not living it. It's not my life and it's not my experience because I am white and, um, you know, in America that is, you know, you're privileged usually and um, I don't know. I mean, everybody comes from a different background and I really hope that nobody is like, oh my God, I can't believe Jill's talking about this as a horse podcast. But, um, and I know I'm also a little late to the party, but like I said, I just really wasn't, um, just confident in what I wanted to say. And I just kind of fell out of my face just now, but I think that that's indicative of the fact that I've (laughs) wanted to say something. It's really important. And, um, I hope that you can hear me and you don't think I'm being too, um, extremist. I certainly don't. And I mean, I've heard extremist views on both sides and both are, um, disappointing and sad. Um, you know, because some people just, just really don't get it. And, um, and I mean, obviously I'm not the end all be all. I don't know everything. I'm not the most informed person in the world, but, um, I have compassion for humans and, Um, That's something that studying um, psychology and especially mental health counseling has really opened my eyes up to. Like anyone could walk into my office and say, I need your help. And if I have any ounce of judgment or bias or prejudice that I am unaware of, then I pose a risk to that client's mental health. And um, if you guys out there, if you've ever been to a therapist and you felt judged, you know how badly that hurts. Um, especially from somebody that you want so badly to help you. And it's, and it goes for like just day-to-day interactions. Like it, it's just, it's so unfortunate that there's so much prejudice in the world based on a difference in melanin. (laughs) Like, 
guys, come on. It's and like, and I'm not saying that it's that simple to fix is just to recognize that that is the issue. Um, but it's just like, it's such a problem. I mean, especially for me growing up in the South, I had a lot of just ugly, ignorant views that I wasn't even aware that I was holding until people brought it to my attention. And then I was like, oh my God, that has, that has got to go. And then I started doing the work and I'm still doing the work. I will likely be doing the work for the rest of my life, learning about how to be a better person and how to contribute to society positively. And I think it starts with, um, having those hard conversations. It's not easy to listen to people, um, tell you how you've, how you've hurt them. It never is. Our knee-jerk reaction is to get defensive and be like, oh no, that's not happening. Because that, in, in doing that, you stay right. And you don't have to face the fact that, you know, maybe you've done something wrong. And I think, um, you know, we've all during quarantine been allowed the time to be in private and sit with those feelings. At least I've taken advantage of that, recognized where I was wrong, and I'm still trying to identify areas where I am wrong still. And wanting to absolve that because I, I don't want any, any of that in my life. I, I just want to help people. I want to help horses and I want to make the world a better place in any way that I can. So I think that's probably all I'm going to say on that. Um, I don't want to, um, step on any toes any more than I have, but I really hope that you guys can hear me on the fact that I'm not trying to make like the grand political statement or, um, you know, frustrate anybody or say that, like, you know, anybody is superior to anyone else. Um, in fact, it's more the opposite, but, um, I don't know. I just, I hope that that makes sense. And I'm glad that I said something because I have been feeling guilty about not saying anything on the podcast where I, I am a voice and, you know, people either disagree or they don't, (laughs) you know, you either agree with me on the horse methods. A lot of people listen to my podcast and don't use positive reinforcement, which I think is awesome. Like if you don't want to use it, cool, but you're at least taking the step to inform yourself. And that is what I respect most out of any human in existence. If you walk on two legs and have a brain, or I mean, even if you don't walk on two legs, just if you have a cognizant human brain, okay, then like what I respect most out of people is if they, um, make their own opinions. And it is, it's really frustrating for me personally. And this is something that I have to work on. Um, when I listen to people tell me what they believe in, and then when I ask them about it and they're like, well, I don't know. I just feel like it. I'm like, that's valid. (laughs) But it's like, I don't know. I just, I value knowledge and learning and education so much. I mean, hell, I'm getting my master's degree and I spent the past like two years teaching myself and, um, you know, listening to the voices of other positive reinforcement trainers because I wanted to learn how to do it differently. And, you know, I may not have gone, I went full positive reinforcement, but now I've kind of relaxed on it a little bit, but still predominantly positive reinforcement. But the thing is like, I wanted to be informed enough to make my own decision because for so long I had depended on the voices of others, trainers, 
you know, professional riders, using them as models, and they're human. They are not perfect. And most of those people make their money from what they do. So any deviation could potentially result in a negative financial impact. And so they're not likely to change. I've gotten the emails and DMs that make me the happiest are the ones from trainers that are like, oh my God, that makes so much more sense. I'm going to use that. And I'm like, yes, open-minded people. Love it. So that's all I'm really saying here is that I just think that it's really important to hear all sides of the argument before you make, um, you know, you stake your flag in the ground and say, this is what I believe in. Um, because I've just like, I was talking to uh, my friend in Texarkana about this, you know, I was just like, I've been wrong too many times (laughs) when I've been adamant that I was right to, um, be ignorant enough to say that I know best. I will never know best, and my best is different from somebody else's best, and who am I to tell them what's right or wrong? Um, And I know, like, I have my strong opinions, but I would never look at another person who doesn't believe in what I believe in or think the same way I do, that they're stupid, but um, at the same time, um, I think that it is like I I just value it so much in people when they're like when they disagree with me and they're like but here's why you know I did the research I looked into your side and I just don't agree with it and I'm like hell yeah that's awesome you even like at least you took the time to look into it with an open mind and an open heart and see the difference and I think that's a lot of what our country needs right now I'm speaking to you Americans (laughs) um and even worldwide to some extent like just we're so concerned with being right and protecting our egos and um yeah I think it's just really important to make sure that you do hear out the other side and you hear out um all sides and people that are involved in every circumstance whether it be training or human rights I just I don't know I think it's important so um with that said I think I might continue my list of things that are busy in my life um that are stressing me out but I I really do hope that that made some sense and um, was well-worded. It it definitely (laughs) came from the heart, but um, I don't know. I I like to keep most of my views like that to myself. I mean, that's one of the reasons I didn't touch on religion for so many years is because I was so concerned about upsetting, you know, my religious followers because I'm not. And uh, it it really, (laughs) really was a struggle, but um, I think it's important I think people, at least I hope that my followers are mature enough to, even if you disagree with me, to keep listening and not write me off as an idiot or um, somebody who just like, oh, I don't agree with that, so I'm going to stop listening. You know, I just, I hope that we're all to that point that is speaks to maturity. Um, anyway, other things that are stressing me out. Um, Uh, I mentioned the restart project and having to compile that footage, but also my Instagram with the, um, I did post about Black Lives Matter because they do. (laughs) Um, um, and it's, it's just, I was just really disappointed. I mean, like if, I mean, in my opinion, I'm kind of like, if that upset you that I just say black people matter, then, you know see yourself out. It's okay. If that bothers you, cool. Do what is best for you and take care of yourself. If it is frustrating you, I would much rather you just unfollow me than, um, you know, call me a bigot or whatever offense (laughs) there is to that. Um, which I really don't, I don't get (laughs) like, I feel like we can agree that, um, 
you know, black people are important. I don't know why that is such a, a concern in the world, but to, anyway, um, trying to move away from that topic a little bit, um, and discuss some more, some more things here. Um, I don't know. I just, I really don't want to underscore it. It's so important to me. Um, I just, I really want to be tactful about it and not <laughs> gave anyone an opportunity to be like, you're an idiot. I hate you. That's wrong. I want to welcome differing opinions with open arms and, um, have a conversation about it more so than anything. Um, but yeah, so Instagram has plummeted in views and comments and, um, uh, followers. That's the thing. I was at 87 K and now I'm at 86.5 K. So that's 500 followers that I lost. Um, which sucks. And because I mean, I am doing everything I can to make my account the best it can be. I edit my pictures every time I post. I, when I post videos, I try to make them fun and informative. Um, and I just, I feel like nobody cares anymore. I feel like the horse Instagram thing is kind of dying out. Um, especially since my audience is a little bit older. Um, now I think maybe, I don't know. I still have some, some young listeners, but, um, I don't know. It's just, it's kind of like, I feel like it might almost be reaching the end for it. Um, I know last year I quit. Um, I took a break, I guess I should say for a few months and that was really hard on me, but I was like, I just, I have to do it. So this one, I don't know. It's just getting to the point where I'm like, nobody even, I mean, like obviously people still care, but like, it's just not, um, it's not doing what it once did for me. And I don't think it's doing what it once did for people you know, either, um, I'm primarily keeping it going for the people that do care and, um, to be able to, um, promote the podcast so more people can learn about positive reinforcement and help their horses with it and, um, things of that nature. But it's just, I don't know if like (laughs) my friend from Texarkana, she deleted her Instagram and I was like, I want to do that so bad. And I just, I feel like I can't, I know I can't physically can, but um, I don't know. It's, I might have to soon because it's really, it's really taking its toll on me, but it's like, there's a significant difference when I don't post that the new episode is up and when I do. And so I'm just like, "Mm, I feel like I kind of have to keep it going so I can keep the, keep the views up, but hold on water. And also like the sponsorships that are so helpful only come from uh instagram like that's where people want their products advertised um and nobody wants to pay for um like what a youtube ad is worth they want me to make an entire video um on a product by just giving me the 99 cent manufacturing cost product and i'm like i no (laughs) it's i i have way too much to do and if it's not going to compensate then I, i can't do it along with the four baby horses that we have out here. I am in charge of teaching them how to be horses, um, which is (laughs) scary because I've never done that before. So I'm trying to fumble my way through that, read and learn more about um, working with foals and weaning procedures. And we've got that pretty much sorted out in the most ethical way possible. Um, The only one that will pose a problem is um, Astro because um, Irish, we can't keep her as long as we would like. Because usually you wean until six months, um, 
or at six months, which is gross and not supported by science and gives foals ulcers and also contributes to stereotype behaviors like weaving and um, cribbing and things of that nature. So um, we're trying not to do that to everyone. Um, but Astro will have to go back because his mare is already bred back and so is Azula's. But um, Azula's a bit older now, but Astro's three months old. So um, when whenever Irish has to go back, we'll um, probably wean Astro and Azula together and let Dex stay with um, Dixie for as long as possible because we own her. Um, but the good thing is it's so cute. Cleo one of our mares she's um pregnant right now and I love that mare so much she's so sweet but she's like it was like after ghosty died she like adopted astro and it's so cute because her and irish are just with him all the time and it makes me so happy because cleo will make that so much easier for him um because she's not his mom but she is his pasture mate and she cares for him it's so obvious she hangs around that foal all the time and she ran Azula off and she ran Dexter off like she protects him like he's her own and it's it's just heartwarming it gives me chills talking about it um so that hopefully will make the process a little bit easier on him but we're gonna try and do fence line weaning and do everything right so um nobody ends up with any problems and we go through the least amount of stress possible the science is there it shows that weaning at six months Um, and just doing the abrupt weaning is not in the best interest of the mare or the foal. Um, it's way, way too much stress and creates so many problems. It's just unnecessary. Like, God, can you not give it another month? You've already waited six months. Like, just chill. Like, wait until they're almost a year, you know? It's not that difficult. What what are you going to do with it once it's weaned? Like, there's really no difference. Unless you're in a circumstance like us, like, they don't have to be weaned at six months because you're not about to, like, go pull them out of the pasture and ride them. Like, it's ridiculous. Anyway, um, God, the horse world just frustrates me on so many fronts. I'm just, like, oh, I'm ready to move away and have my own little horse farm with Zoe, Azula, probably Amber, Zoe's mom, and just, like, have my, my little herd. And then I can just close my ears and not listen to anybody else <laughs> and not look at how awful it is. Um, probably not though. I'll probably always want to be a voice in the horse world advocating for change. Um, but I think the horse world is ready. I've seen so much change in the past couple of years anyway, but sorry, still working through my list here. Um, so I've got the foals and Twinkie. Um, then I have Snowy, who is a mare that we sold and, um, she, we sold to this girl and they have the nicest farm I've ever seen in my life. And, um, she's there and they want me to help get her started under saddle again. She's like, I don't even know how old she is. She's probably between 10 and 15. She's not that old. Um, and she's been ridden before and everything. I've ridden her multiple times, but, um, the girl's not super experienced, but Snowy is so sweet. So she wants, um, they want me to come out and just get her kind of back going. Um, so I have to do that, but that is like almost 40 minutes away from me so I'm like ah that's so that's gonna and like I'm obviously to get a horseback going it's minimum like four days a week so that'll that's like two hours nearly nearly two hours times four a week is wait for it eight (laughs) eight hours a week like that's so much time um so 
um, they are paying me. <laughs> so um, hopefully it will be a solid amount. I haven't quite discussed that with them yet, but um, I am, it's really my time that is the biggest problem. Um, but yeah, so there's that. And then I've got this podcast and I've got YouTube videos. I have so many that I need to edit and upload and so many that more that I want to film. I have so many ideas. You guys have asked me for videos and I like, I have plans. I just have not found the time to do it. And editing is the worst part because it takes me so long and I've had people offer to edit for me, but I cannot, I know I am very specific about it. I like the way it is done. Um, I like my style of editing and you can tell if it's not my style and, um, I don't know. I just, I really <laughs> control freak need it to be my way. Um, so yeah. Um, I think, is that everything I've got school? Um, Oh, another thing that I have to do, just got a text that reminded me. Um, I'm working on merch that I would like to sell. Um, so I've been having to design that and go back and forth, um, with Miss McKenzie. I love you. You're so patient with my anal ass. That's so like nitpicky. Thank you endlessly for um putting up with me but we've been going back and forth and working on that and then I also have weekly chiropractic appointments I have a muscle therapy um lady who is my favorite lady on the face of the earth Miss Cammy. she is phenomenal and she works on Zoe too so she you know gets human body horse body everything and I'm helping her um design her website um as compensation for um all the work that she does on me and Zoe because I'm poor and um so I'm working with her, helping her design her website and trying to get her social media and podcasts and all that off the ground. Um, because like, cause she needs help and she's asked for my help and, um, you know, she's helping me out. So we're doing a trade, which I think is great. Um, but I feel so endlessly guilty because I don't ever have any time to work on a website. And that's probably one of my favorite things to do. I love website designing. I love editing, um, writing and, um, she's got lots of, um, you know, little niche tabs like if you go to my website you can see all of the pages I have I had to write all of those myself and she's having to do that um but then I have to edit them and um so it's just it's a lot of work (laughs) it is a lot um what else do I have on my little list here um yeah so I've got to do her Facebook Instagram YouTube podcast and her website design and then I'm also in two online courses for um horse training and um one of those is the Liberty Horsemanship um, from Mosey Truitt, which I absolutely love. And if you're wanting to get into positive reinforcement and you have $100 and you want to do something really fun, go for it. It is such, such a lovely introduction course. It has everything you could possibly need to know. It's so helpful. And even as somebody who like is pretty well versed in the world of positive reinforcement, I found a bunch of things super helpful with that. Um, and then the other course I'm in, I mentioned it a few podcast episodes ago, but I don't want to um, speak ill on anybody, but it's just not really my, um, my training style. And I thought that it was, I just misinterpreted the intro video, I guess. Um, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, (laughs) dominance theory is my main, main issue. And it contained a lot of like, if the horse is dominant, do this. And I was like, no, (laughs) no, no, no. Dominance theory was disproven and I subscribe to science. So we're not going to, um, not gonna go with that. Um, but yeah, so, but I, I would like to continue, um, you know, just if whenever I have time to finish the course, I already paid for it. Um, so I would like to finish it and continue, like, just like if there's anything that makes me think of a new idea, 
Um, cause I mean, that's the thing, like I said earlier, I don't like to totally write things off. I mean, I want, I want to still hear this trainer out and see what they have to say. And, um, you know, maybe it'll give me an idea for something that's more my style. I don't know, but, um, everything else I have to do, um, the Patreon, oh my God, the Patreon is so much, so much in and of itself. Like all of these things that I'm listing is just like, you guys don't even know how much work it is like the podcast you're like oh you talk for an hour and then you upload it no 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 I do that and then I have to um upload it chop it up put the sponsorships in there title it write the um bio for each episode make sure that it uploads everywhere which by the way last week's episode 25 for some reason not on Spotify normally get 2,000 views or so per episode and um that one has 500 and I was like Oh, shit. Okay. Um, so I emailed them and I'm waiting to hear back, um, see if we can fix that issue because, oh my God, <laughs> that is bad. And I answered a lot of questions in that episode and um, it deserves to be heard. So um, trying to fix that, I don't know what the problem is. Until then, you can go to jetechotheory.com slash social for the full list of places that you can listen to the podcast. Um, and if you don't use, or if you use Spotify primarily, um, I, it's also available on Apple podcasts and other places like that. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, I've just got a lot going on and, um, you know, my, for each of my classes, I have like normally an hour and a half to two hour meeting with my professors where they give a lecture online and, um, stuff like that. And it's just, it is, it feels like it's never ending. Like it's just always so much and it's not predictable and I should never be allowed to make my own schedule because holy shit, I'm bad at this. It's like, there's just so much and I I don't know how to schedule all of it. Like all of my appointments and then all of my different jobs that I have to do. And then on top of school, like it's just, oh, and on top of it all, I'm a fucking tender. Like, oh, how do you build a relationship when you, all the things I have to do. I would also like to have love. I want some love in my life. Oh my God. But I, also, if you haven't listened to a few, many episodes back, likely, um, I talked about my relationship history and, oh, wow. Wow, we. Um, things changed. I think, I don't know if I updated you guys on it, but um, I think I called him Adam, the newest one. That didn't work out. <laughs> so um, I have the TikTok song playing in my head. Uh, that didn't work out. <laughs> But, um, anyway, yeah, so, now, I'm on Tinder again, lots of fun, you know how it is, would you ride me like you ride your horses, hey, sexy thing, like, why are guys like that sometimes, like, just, I'm so, like, I'm so easy to talk to, I feel like, just start a conversation, anywhere, I think the one, the Adam guy that I mentioned, our conversation started on toilet paper jokes, and then we built a relationship, and it's just, I didn't feel romantic-y things for him, oops, um, so now that is where I'm at, um, just trying to fumble my way through young adulthood, um, and to be clear, I don't need a man, I don't, um, you know, I don't need a relationship or anything like that. Um, took me a while to come to that because logically, you know that, but like sometimes you don't feel it in your heart. You're like, no, I do need somebody. Um, but I think I would love to have a companion to talk to and somebody to support me and, you know, have a a close loving relationship with. Clearly I have a problem with vulnerability (laughs) because I can't even say it seriously. Um, but yeah, no, I don't know. I just, I think it's something that I want. So, um, 
exploring that possibility also. But at the same time, wow, how are you supposed to talk to people and keep up a conversation if you can only respond every like four hours? I mean, oh, well, <laughs> they'll just have to be patient because um, I am a busy girl. Oh, too much to do. Um, I'm trying to think. I wrote a list of things here. Um, I, oh, I did want to, I'm sorry that this is at the end of the episode. Um, but I do want to, um, thank the five patrons that we have. I'm so excited. Once we get to 10, I, uh, will do a live Q and A on my Patreon. Um, but I want to thank Zach, Sophia, Susan, Geraldine, and Grace for, um, for becoming a patron of the podcast so awesome thank you guys endlessly some of you um wrote me the sweetest messages ever and it meant the absolute world i have not responded i'm getting there promise i'm not ignoring you i will get there but um a lot of the times when i don't respond i have read what you've sent it just um i didn't have time to write a response that i thought would be appropriate depth and length um so and a lot of you know if you've asked me a question on the podcast you get a um copy and pasted Thank you. Uh, this is the episode that you were mentioned in. Um, hope it helps. Let me know if you need anything else. The end. Um, because I don't have time to write personal messages. And let me tell you, that's something else that breaks my heart. I hate that. I want to be personal. I want to get in touch with everybody. But when I have so many people all the time, my DMs are a mess right now. So many people asking for help, for advice, for opinions. And I just, ah, it's so much. And I feel so bad. And I know that, like, I shouldn't. You know, because I know that, like, when I say all these things, I can hear the more emails and more DMs that are like, oh, don't feel bad. Like, it's okay. We get it. Like, thank you. Endlessly. I appreciate it. I still feel bad, though. I, I want to help everyone. I really, really do. But I just, at some point, have to acknowledge I can't help everyone. It is not my job. I can only do what I can. And I also have to take care of me first. And that means prioritizing school, which has not been happening. Don't tell my parents. Um hi mom if you're listening (laughs) um but yeah so I don't know I just got got a lot a lot of things to do but um it's just it's been really overwhelming but I I really appreciate those of you that are supporting me on Patreon it means the world um and I do want to be sure that everyone is clear that just because um I opened a Patreon um doesn't mean that you won't continue to have access to all of the episodes every episode will still be available for free um there are just different perks per um tier at patreon so if you pay different amounts um you can um you can get different things and i'm trying to uh, make it worth your time and uh, and money but oh my god am i drowning um so the patreon's another thing because i've got to do like live q a's and stuff but i'm sure since i said monthly i can carve out a few hours out of one day a month to do that um so and that will probably be starting i'm gonna start that when we hit 10 patrons i believe um mm-mm. i have a cuticle that's bothering me i've been picking at it it's not it's not good indication of stress um but yeah i think I think, I hope I've covered everything. If you are not clear on what Patreon is, essentially it's just a subscription website where you can support me and the podcast and um, subsequently my horses and my kitties and my existence. Um, But yeah, and you get different things at each tier, um, different types of rewards and things like that, um, availability to the current merch. Um, But I will be 
trying to figure out merch elsewhere soon. I'm working on that. That's another thing that is in the works. But with that, I think this podcast episode has probably been long enough. Um, I've ranted and raved about um, (laughs) everything, quite literally. Um, Again, really hope that everything I said I handled tactfully and I'm not offending anyone and um you know I'm not trying to attack anyone or make anyone feel less than if anything I want people to (laughs) feel better I want to help people and I want to you know do my part to make the world a better place so I hope that you guys um hear that and feel it um but yeah I hope that you guys all are taking care of yourselves as well I am trying to figure out my rhythm with all of this and um see what I need to do. And, um, I think that that is going to mean cutting out the Friday episodes. I just really don't think I can handle it. It's too much right now. Maybe when things slow down again, um, I will, um, reintroduce it. But for now, I think that it's probably going to have to just go back to only on Tuesdays. And I'm really sorry if that disappoints anyone. I really, really hate that, but I just, I really don't think I can do it. Um, uh, the last thing that I wanted to address that came up, uh, last week, is I got an email from my school that said I did not graduate, which (laughs) that's terrifying every time. And I was like, why? And they were like, well, you took a class um, or you don't have enough hours to complete your Spanish minor. And I was like, "Mm, yes, I do. Um, So I had to fill out a bunch of paperwork um, to get a course change um, because apparently one of the professors told me something wrong, but thankfully I had the emails to prove it. So, um, they went ahead and let me do the course change, but it's only supposed to be available for majors. So sorry. Um, now that happened. And now I am, uh, oh dear, that is bleeding a lot. Poor cuticle. Dear, oh dear. I'll take care of that in a moment. I wish I had a paper towel near me. Um, anyway. Um, yeah, so there was that. And then apparently, um, I accidentally took the same course twice. Um, so I went to a different college first before I transferred to Henderson and I took an intro to visual art class. And then, um, I needed another online class in my last semester at Henderson and I took a humanities of art class. I did not realize that the transfer credit was the exact same, like the transfer credit counted for, the humanities art class at Henderson. And so, um, essentially I'm two hours short of 120 hours. So that means next summer I have to take both of my master's classes as well as an undergrad class, which is like, makes me want to rip my hair out because, oh my God, I thought I was done and I don't even have my degree. So (laughs) I'm really frustrated and we wasted money on that course. And it's just, it's so frustrating and you can't get scholarships for summer. So that's really annoying. And I'm fortunate enough that I have supportive parents that will help me with that. But it is just like another thing I have to do because I'm already drowning with my two classes that I'm taking right now. Um, So I'll be taking two classes plus an undergrad class next semester, as well as everything that I just included. So I'm just going to have to have to cut back on the podcast because something and it's going to have to be something else, too. I've got to got to start saying no. It's it's getting ridiculous. I have way too much to do. And I I want to be fulfilled and live my life and not just be stressed all the time. So um, trying to do things for myself as well, such as Tinder, (laughs) trying to meet me up boy so I can capture him, trick him into loving me and um, make him 
want to pay for a farm in the future. <laughs> Sorry. God knows I can't with the podcast and YouTube money. Um, anyway, that's a joke. I'll get there. I'll have a real job eventually. Just gotta get a master's degree first. <laughs> if I can get my fucking undergrad degree. Oh my god. Oh, on that note, again, take care of yourselves. Appreciate the time you have um, to relax and make sure that you are paying attention to your mental health. And if your body is telling you it's too much, it's probably too much. And try not to feel guilty. I know it's so hard. Um, you know, you want to be there for your animals and for people, but it is, it is so much. Oh my God. Another thing I totally forgot to mention is Zoe's kissing spine rehab. God, that's not going well. People keep asking me to talk about it. I don't know what I'm doing. I got to figure out what I'm doing to fix it before I start talking about it. I don't want to talk out of my ass on that one. Um, but anyway, there's just a lot going on and, um, I've got to get my priorities going on. I'm hoping next month will be better because I've, I'll be starting with fresh classes and will hopefully be able to get ahead instead of staying so behind the whole time. Um, and that way that'll help a lot and cut down on a lot of my stress. So with that, please take care of yourself. Please pay attention to the time that you have to relax and chill and use it to your advantage. You know, even if that just means you're conscious that you're relaxing, be conscious, be in it and appreciate it. Um, because God, do I envy you. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, again, not trying to complain or you know, I know people have it way worse than I do and way harder and they're way more tired, but it is, this is my reality and it is comparatively very difficult, (laughs) um, you know, comparatively to my history. Um, so anyway, with that said, um, please take everything I said with a grain of salt. It is my opinion and it is my view and I am speaking from the heart. I'm coming from a good place and, I just want everyone to feel loved and important, um, and that includes the animal bulls. And, um, yeah, so I hope, 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 hope that helps. I'm going to try and see what I can do, um, as far as making sure everybody's on the same page about Patreon, and I stop getting questions because it's breaking my heart to have to tell people no. Um, but, yeah, anyway, thank you guys for listening. Um, if you do become a patron, you can ask training questions. Minimum charge is $5. You can cancel it right after you don't have to pay the monthly subscription. You can pay the $5, ask me the question on Patreon. Um, there's a messaging system. Um, and, uh, you know, or if you become a patron and then shoot me an email, I can double check and make sure that you are actually a patron and you can just send me an email if that's what you're more comfortable with, especially if you're going to cancel it soon. Um, you can just like attach your receipt or something. I don't know. Anything that proves. And then I will answer your question on the podcast. But I hope that you guys are staying safe out there. I know um, I've heard things are getting worse. I'm not entirely sure. I have not had time to pay attention to the things that are going on outside of my four walls, <laughs> unfortunately. But anyway, again, I don't know how many times I'm going to say it before I actually end this podcast. Take care of yourself. Um, you're worth it. You're appreciated. And you deserve it. And um, so do your horses. So. Thank you guys endlessly for listening and supporting me. It means the absolute world and it makes everything a lot easier. (laughs) It makes me feel like this is worth it. So thank you and I'll catch you guys on Tuesday. Bye.